There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, welcome to a Thursday edition of 7 Minutes of Saints, your daily Saint Happy Hour podcast. Andrew... Today's topic is not going to be necessarily on the field base. I want to talk about Sean Payton got it done amazingly, which I never thought he would. He got the rule change. So starting this year, uh, teams are going to be able to challenge offensive and defensive pass interference, whether referees threw the flag or not. Uh, They didn't get all what they wanted. What they wanted originally was like sky judge to be able to like, see anything buzz in in that they saw anything that was horrific um but the nfl didn't go for that and i can see nfl kind of not wanting that this year because i think that's a process where you got to like vet it and like hire people and do a bunch of things that make it difficult which i think they'll get to it eventually um but uh i think that uh this was a great this was a great thing by sean payton i was i was really surprised he got it through yeah, I think, um, you know, there's a perception that, you know, the NFL is slow to change and archaic and, you know, just in general has uh, uh, ownership that is just uh, resistant to change. Um, but I think this is a huge one. And, look, I, I'm a big – I know that there's a, a lot of anti-NFL movement and, and a lot of Saints fans especially hate the commissioner and – you know, are becoming more displeased with the, the league as a whole. But I, I consider myself a huge NFL fan. And, you know, obviously Saints first, but I love the product. I love the league. I love the talent. Um, it, it's my favorite sports league, and I love to watch it. Obviously, I'm obsessed with it because I do a podcast once a day about it. <laughs> but but, um, but um, I, I think – and listen, I'm in business, and I – separate from this, I run a company and um, or help run a company, and I, I just think – when you're in business, like it's important to be constantly reinventing yourself. And my company happens to be in the entertainment industry also. And I think you have to constantly be attuned to the customer's needs and um, be willing to reinvent yourself, be be constantly Mm -hmm. thinking of ways to improve. And I think the league really improved themselves today or yesterday with that decision. And I I think from a consumer, as a consumer, I'm excited that I feel like the league got better and more enjoyable as fans. Like I, I just feel like these calls are so impactful on a game. I mean, these penalties, it's not, it's worse than roughing the passer because some of these penalties are 30, 40 yard decisions that you're yep. making that are completely game changing. And there's nothing worse. I mean, we experienced this firsthand as Saints fans. There is nothing worse than when a game is hanging in the balance and you feel like the play on the field didn't even dictate the outcome of the game because mm-hmm. yeah. it was decided by a horrific, a horrific penalty that wasn't called. And so, you know, I'm sure 
And now I'm sure now that this is implemented, the Saints are going to benefit from a great call. It gets well, horrific call. It gets reversed, and we're going to get screwed by this rule change. <laughs> I have no doubt that that's how it's going to play out. But you know, at least I think the whole point here is replay exists to get calls right. And I feel like when the, when you weren't allowed to challenge this or have this reviewed, the league was being very selective. Mm-hmm. with what they wanted to get right in terms of calls. And, and yeah. it wasn't everything. And I think this just goes a step further in the direct direction of let's not have games end with horrific officiating. Let's yeah. let's allow for a, a system to be in place to make sure we get calls right when they are horrifically blown. And to me, as a fan that's enjoying the product and wants to see the best product possible when I enjoy my entertainment – I'm excited that something like this can't happen again. Yeah, and, and I'm going to go counterintuitive. One, the people that were complaining, we'll get to their, their stupid complaints in a minute, but some people were like, hey, this is going to make the game slower, and there are going to be challenges all over the place, and it's a judgment call. But first thing, the coaches don't have any more challenges. Like, you still have your two, and then in the last two minutes, they can look at them. The, the upstairs will look at them, right? So it's not going to speed up the game. It's not going to slow down the game any. Um, and I would argue that it's actually going to speed up the game because now the smart coaches are going to be like, I have got to have a challenge in my pocket for the fourth quarter because, like you just said, this penalty swings games so much. And if I think this game is going to be close, even though it might kill me not to challenge a touchdown or a fump or whatever – early in the game, you're like, I got to have that. I got to have my talent because what if a horrific yeah. pass interference call, what if the Tommy Lee call had happened at two minutes and 45 seconds, right? Yeah. Uh, then you got like, then it, then the whole thing was, well, yeah, it was a horrific call, but Hey, Sean Payton, you burn your challenges, tough shit. So I think a lot of coaches yeah. are going to hold the challenge now because like you say, the pass interference call is the biggest swing penalty in my mind in the NFL. In the NFL. So I think it might actually speed up getting the pass. Yeah, well, you know, I think there's um, an interesting layer of, of strategy that it introduces, like you just said. And so when, when you consider, you know, do I throw the flag or not based on do I need to hold this for the possibility of something downstream? And then, you know, in addition to that, yeah, then there becomes a, well, you got killed by – if you're out of challenges, then it becomes like, well, yes, you got killed by this horrific call, but now the head coach maybe shares some of the blame yep. in that horrific call. Yep. It's like, well, you burned all your challenges. You, you could have had a chance. You know, if you hadn't made mistakes earlier in the game, you would have had a chance to maybe yeah. uh, overturn this call. Yep. So Ca- that, coaches that, that, yep, coaches that love challenge spots are going to get burned. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I will say I, I actually think so, you know, the naysayers that, that, you know, have those complaints that it's going to slow down the game. I, I, I fully admit that this needs to be sussed out. There's a, there's a layer of complexity mm-hmm. here that needs to get figured out. And, yeah, there, you have to implement this the right way. There is a wrong way to do this. And I look at college basketball and, like, their review system, and I think it's terrible. I think it's awful how – so many of these NCAA tournament games have refs 
huddling at the sideline and they're taking eight minutes. Well, like replay, downtime. Doesn't, replay doesn't solve bad officiating, and college basketball is the worst fucking officiated sport on earth. Well, I think their review system for replays is poor. Yeah. You know, and yeah. their efficiency with which they execute it is poor, and, and it creates a huge lull in the game, and I think it takes away from the emotion of the moment. And so I, I, I think um, that, that that is an example of a system that is poorly executed. And so – I, I, I give credence to that complaint in some ways. I think it has to be properly sussed out. But at the end of the day, like, I don't think that's a reason. Like, just because it's difficult doesn't mean it shouldn't be done. And so, yes, it yeah. needs to get figured out. It, they need to come up with the The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Best way to implement this, to execute it so it's efficient, happens quickly, and feels uh, like the flow of the game isn't interrupted too much. I mean, those are all important things, and I totally agree. But at the end of the day, that's not a reason not to do it. And and I just think they need to figure it out, and they need to do it right. But... The alternative is we're, we continue to be exposed. If if you're if you're saying like those are those are reasons not to do it, then we're going to continue to be exposed to the end of games ending like Saints and the Rams. And to yeah. me, that's unacceptable. And it just gives it it gives it a, a get, it to me it's a benefit to the NFL, like you say, because now it puts a little bit of the blame on the coach to go around. So you don't have this. You fucked it up. You cost us a Super Bowl. It could be, yeah, they fucked it up, but it's a little bit our fault because our coach didn't do, you know, we burned a challenge on a stupid fourth and one spot from his, from the other team's 25-yard line early in the second quarter. Uh, he should have, you know, and he lost it and all that. But I just think this rule, right, I don't think there's going to be a lot of overturns. I think because, you know, fumbles and, and, and those sorts of things, they, they aren't necessarily a judgment call in the, in the review booth a lot of times. A lot of times it would be like, oh, yeah, he, he, he fumbled and they couldn't see his knee. They, they thought his knee was down, but clearly you see this angle. It's not. They're going, to turn, they're going to turn that over. I think with the pass interference, man, unless that shit is monstrously egregious, they, the refs are not going to, they're not going to overturn them. Like, it's yeah, got to go with the call on the field. I mean, if it's yeah. a little ticky-tacky and – I think that's where it could be dangerous is, you know, it's like, well, yeah, there is contact down the field technically by the letter of the law that is pass interference. But I think more times than not, unless the, the they're going to go with the call on the field unless it's mm-hmm. just so blatant. Like, you know, the Tommy Lee Lewis thing, so blatant, you have to mm-hmm. overturn it. 
Yeah, but so I don't think it's going to be that big a deal. And the other thing I want to talk about before we get out get out of here is we're over already, but whatever. Um, the supposedly neutral NFL reporters and observers and film eaters or whatever on on Twitter being mad, like I don't understand their anger for being mad at the NFL change rule, and they were mad that like the Saints got the rule change, and they were like, does this make it better? It's like, no, dude, it doesn't make it better. But I don't understand why these people are – it's almost like this rule is a tacit acknowledgement from the NFL that, like, yes, we fucked up and the wrong team won, and we can't fix that, but going forward, we're going to fix it. So I think that acknowledgement that the referees fucked up egregiously and the wrong team was in the Super Bowl, that makes – that, that, that it, that's been admitted, basically – that makes a lot of NFL people mad. And I get why Atlanta people would troll us and, and be mad because we hate each other and that's what we do. We, we, we need to troll each other to live. But, like, people that don't give a shit about the Saints, supposedly, like, their anger at this is weird. Well, I, I would just present the following information. Uh, the teams uh, decided to do this 32 to nothing. The competition committee was unanimous with eight people, and the owners were 31 to 1. So you, you can say – I don't know who the owner was that voted against Mike this. Brown. Oh, it was? He vote, because he votes against basically everything. Everything, yeah. Well, so at the end of the day, I would say, like, does it feel better? No. no like, nothing will ever make that feel better. Like, nothing will ever like, – I, I will probably think about that no-call – 30 years from now and still get pissed off about it. So no, it doesn't make it better, but I would, I would offer to Falcons fans who are complaining about it. Your owner, Arthur blank was in favor of this and the Rams owner who benefited from that call and the Rams coach who benefited from that call were in favor of this rule change. And so while yes, they benefited from that, I think they recognize that they don't want to ever be in a position where they're on the losing end of something like that because it just simply makes the game less fun. And from both a consumer and a player's perspective, it makes, it makes the game feel illegitimate. And I don't think you ever want to get in a place where you feel that way. Yeah. You don't want the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl was kind of completely overshadowed shadowed by the call in the NFC championship or non-call it was it basically overshadowed the Super Bowl nationally until like the Thursday of Super Bowl week. Then yeah. people kind of got that past it. We're like, okay, we got to focus on the game. I think <laughs> I think the NFL's fortunate that the Patriots won that game because if the Rams had won, it would have introduced another layer of is this is this a legitimate Super Bowl win? Yeah, I mean, so I just think it worked out. And it, it, it's going to be good. And I, I want to applaud Sean Payton. Like, a lot of coaches would have been like, eh, that's life. A break. Should have done more. Just blah, blah, blah. Move it along. But he's like, no, man. we got to fix this. we got to get it well, right. Well, I also think he played it right because I think if he had been too over the top and too yeah. whiny and, like, constantly complaining about it, I think it would have started to fall on deaf, deaf ears. So, I, I think yeah. he, he played it in a way that people listened. Yeah. And the yeah. coach, the coaches know, man. The coaches, of course, want want more opportunity to get calls right because, man, it imp- impacts coaches' jobs. And when you say it impacts the head coach's job, it ain't just the head coach, man. If a head coach 
makes the playoffs or doesn't make the playoffs because of a horrible P.I. call, that, that affects, like, his whole staff. It affects jobs. It affects families. And coaches want the ability to get it right because it, you know, not to sound all uh, pie in the sky, but it, it really does, like, save jobs. And coaches care about that stuff, and they care about their staff and support support people that all get all get cleaned out when they get fired. So, yeah. um, you know, and that was the thing for replay a long time ago that got it put back is that the Seahawks were playing a game against the Jets, and, and Vinny Tessaverde was down, and they called it a touchdown, and it fucked the Seattle. And they, I think they went either 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7. and seven. Dennis Erickson misses the playoffs, and he gets nuked, you know, his whole staff, and if they get that call right, he makes the playoffs. Maybe he, he gets a depth another year for sure. Maybe he maybe it changes the whole course of, of trajectory of him. So it matters, man. And uh, I was just really pleased, and I think it's going to be I think it's going to be um, great, and it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see um, how it how it all plays out because it's only a one year rule, um, but I think it's it, it like. Once you, once you put in Andrew, once you put in a rule to help thing to help get things right, I don't think you I don't think it's ever going away. You know, like they'll tweak it and they'll change it and they'll do things, but it'll like it it'll never go away because once you put in something that can help you get more stuff right, you can't take it back. Like with the onside kick rule, they could decide, "Eh, we want to change it. We want to make it to where they can have more onside kicks and do that." But, like, once you make a rule to help improve the outcome of games uh, through review, it ain't, it ain't going away. They'll just, they'll just tweak it, tweak it, tweak it until they get it how they want it. But it isn't gonna, this is never going away. I don't even care yeah. if it's a one-year rule. And I'm glad. I'm glad. Again, you applaud it. Listen, bottom line, and this applies to life. This applies to everything, in my opinion. When, when something unacceptable happens, you, you – the fact that it's hard is not an excuse not to. Mm-hmm. You, you roll up your sleeves and you figure it out um, because that's that's what's going to make the world, the league, the whatever a better. You know, it's gonna, we're all mm-hmm. going to be better off for it, that kind of deal. So I, I think that's a an important life lesson. I feel like the NFL in general tends to do a poor job with this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm so pleased to see that happen. Pleasantly surprised. And, uh, I, again, I, I think the game will be better next year. Yeah. All right, everybody. This one, we decided to make it free because I think everybody will love uh, our discussion on this and, and be proud of Sean Payton and what the Saints do. So we made this one free. That's, a, that's another free one you got this week, but that ain't going to be the trend. So you need to pay your $7 a month and get the extra full access to all the content we do. Plus, if you're on Podbean, Switch over by May 1st and become an, a patron, sign up at Patreon for $3.28 a month. You get a free beer cruise because on May 1st, everyone on Patreon that is a $3.28 patron or higher, you get a free beer koozie. So do it now. Uh, and don't worry about getting billed twice because Patreon only bills on the first. If you switch over, we promise you won't get billed twice. Do it now. It's awesome. You get a free beer koozie and eventually a magnet. What more do you have for you? Practically getting away. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you got to do it. <laughs> See everybody Monday. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. 
like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.